Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Good. Uh, is this on? Yep. Good. Uh, it's it's good to have the the band back together. I remember when me, Robbie, and Patty used to um, sit in the the old Yahweh room. If you remember it, it was a wee kitchen off the side. And every Thursday, we used to do like a a practice Sunday service where one person would host, a person would speak, and someone would lead worship. With Patty led worship every time because we can't sing. But you know, it was it was good. It was fun. And seven years later. Here we are, so it's great. <laughs> it's good to be back. Um, but as, as guys have said, I'm Ryan. I'm one of the youth pastors here um, alongside Robbie. Um, and it's a pleasure to be able to just share some, some thoughts with you this morning. Um, I was given the topic of whatever you want, which is the, officially the worst topic there is. Um, and I was also given 15 minutes, so it's a short version of whatever I want. So here we go. But as I was thinking of, of what to say and I was praying, um, I was just reminded of, of the season that we're in. Um, it is the, the start of summer, believe it or not. It's been a lovely summery week, so it has. But uh, it's a strange season, the start of summer, because a lot of us are probably in the mindset that we are like, you know, three days, 15 minutes and four seconds to our next holiday. You know, it's that point where we're just going, we need a break. We are, we are wanting and we're longing for a break of some sort. Um, or some of us have maybe just had our holidays and we're back now and it's raining and we're like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for, for so many of us, we're just longing for this break. And, and that is very normal. We, we need a break. Um, physically, mentally, it gets to that point of the year where, where we have had a long year and it's just we want to stop. Um, but sometimes we make the mistake of taking a spiritual break as well. Um, a change of routine can sometimes be one of the easiest things to throw off our rhythm with Jesus. Uh, we can disconnect and we can disengage. I, I know this has happened to me many a times in the past, where summer comes and all your normal routines, all your normal rhythms are out the window, and suddenly you're going, it's been a few weeks since I've maybe sat down and prayed or read the Bible or things like this. So you can just get completely thrown away by, by the change of routine. But I just want to suggest this morning that actually in this season, at this time, um, the opposite is required. Uh, Rick talked a few weeks ago um, about God giving Solomon peace and rest on all sides. Um, he gave him this peace and rest, um, but it was for something. He was given this time so that um, he could build the temple. Solomon was charged to build the temple in, in this time. And I, I do, I agree with Rick that there, there's something happening in this season. As we step into a, a time of rest, as we, we hit pause on certain parts of our lives, it's for something. Um, it is now that, that we must be prioritizing his presence, not hitting pause on it, but, but pressing into it more and more. Um, so this is what I want to talk about a bit this morning, pressing into the, the presence of Jesus. Um, that's what I want to look at. And um, as I said, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor here, and, and one of my favorite things about that is the fact that I get to disciple young people. Um, young people are, they're like sponges, you know, they're programmed to learn, um, and it's a blessing, and there's nothing more both frustrating and life-giving as being able to journey with them, to disciple them, to, to bring them towards Jesus, to do life with them. 
I absolutely love it. So I do, but I want to do a quick survey. So I'm going to want some audience participation here. Just a hands up will do. But who here would say that they are currently discipling someone? And when I say that, I mean actively leading someone closer to Jesus. So put your hand up if you think you are discipling someone. Yeah, yeah, getting a few hands. Good, good, good. And put your hand up if you feel like you know what you're doing. <laughs> Less hands. <laughs> put your hand up if you feel like you know how to disciple someone. <laughs> it's not too many hands. It's funny, this. Um, it's, it's one of those things, and I completely understand. I completely get you on that. Um, but we all know the verse, Matthew 28, the Great Commission. It's, it's go and what? It's go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. It's what we are called to do. And, and being a, a discipler, don't think that's a word, but we'll go off it. Being someone who makes disciples, right? this is not a gifting. So it's not, it's a command. It's not a gifting, it's a command to be someone who makes disciples. And for a lot of us, like, we probably have had that mindset, or maybe do have that mindset, where we go, like, yeah, I mean, I'll go on with life, but if Jesus actually told me what I needed to do, I would do it. You know, if Jesus actually said to me, right, go and do this, I would do it. Yet here we are, and we read, go and make disciples. It's here, it's there, and it's for all of us. And you might be saying, you know, I, I hear you there, and I've read that, and I know this verse, but I, I'm in camp too. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to go and make disciples. How, how on earth could I disciple people? How on earth could I be someone who actually leads people closer to Jesus? And it's a good question, and it's a good point, and it's probably something that we need to actually be, be equipping everyone in more and more. But I just want to say this and, and hear this this morning. To be someone who makes disciples, you first must become a disciple, okay? To be someone who makes disciples, you first must become a disciple. Paul says in Corinthians, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul wasn't one of Jesus' 12, so he wasn't. How is it that he was imitating Christ? It's because he got to know him. He got to know him. He spent time in prayer. He spent time reading. He spent time beholding the glory of Jesus and letting him transform him from glory to glory so that he could stand and go, imitate me as I imitate Christ. It was a natural thing to do. That's how we disciple we first look to Jesus. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. And this just brings us back to where, to where I started because Solomon was granted rest on all sides to build this temple. And I really believe that there is something going on in this season spiritually. And I believe that we are being granted rest um, for something. And as Solomon was granted rest to build a temple, I feel like we are being granted rest so that we can become the temple. So personally, that we can become the temples of God, that we can understand what that means. 
how we can realize what we have to offer. Paul writes in the Corinthians, do you not know that you are temples of the Holy Spirit? This is who you are. He dwells in you. He lives in you. He wants to use you for others to meet with him. So when I say that we must press in more into the presence, I mean that we must create space for his presence. Maybe some things in the temple need cleared. Maybe things need rearranged. But we need to create space for his presence. In Psalm 1, it tells us that we are to be like a tree planted by a river. A people that walk in righteousness, that meditate on a scripture day and night. And in the parable of the man building his house on the rock that we all know so well, we often read it like, you know, we just build our lives on Jesus. If we're a Christian, storms will come and they, they won't affect us. And there's truth in that, of course. Yet in the actual parable, it's, it's off the back of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus tells us um, that it's them who hear and do the words that have been said are like a man who built his house on a rock. It's the ones who hear it and do it. And you see, for this here, we, we actually have to do some stuff. For us to start to be disciples, we have to do some stuff. It takes a bit of action. It requires a bit of movement. So when was the last time that, that we, we lifted our Bible and had to read? When was the last time that you created space just to sit and to pray? Just you and Jesus? How is it that you are following him? Do you know his voice? And listen, this isn't to, to make you feel bad or guilty. Um, that's not the posture of Jesus. This isn't a telling off. It's not what he really does. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. Spend more time with your creator, your savior, the one who loved you first. It's not a challenge, it's a recommendation. Get to know Jesus. Prioritize Jesus. Get to know his voice. This isn't a thing where he scolds you for not spending time with him. He stands there with open arms going, please spend time with me. I want to get to know you. He's there and his arms are open. It's up to us to take a step towards that. And you see, so often, like, we, we can have this attitude of we want more of God, you know, and that's a really good thing. I love that. Uh, we, we hunger for more. Keep that hunger, and if you don't have it, find it. You need to have a hunger for more of Jesus. But I do feel that in, in this season that Jesus is actually saying that he wants more of you. He wants more of you. He wants your attention. He wants your time. He wants you. And it's okay for us to be going, yes, I hunger after God and I want more of God. But the thing is, like, when, when I'm hungry, I eat. No, I do. In fact, I don't know about you, but I have these slots all throughout the day, every day, to create space and time to eat and drink. No, I do. Like breakfast and lunch and dinner, you know. And you can be as hungry as you like for God, but if you don't create space and time to eat and drink of his presence, you won't grow. You won't grow. You can hunger all you like, but create space to feast on him. Go after him. Let the hunger drive you to do something. 
because we are a people who need to grow. I, I love how Jesus uses like plants all the time and all his metaphors. You know, there's seeds, there's trees, there's branches, and all these things, they grow. They grow, but only in the right circumstances. And sometimes we, we like to focus just on the fruit, and then we can get frustrated when we want to be these kind, loving, joyful, patient people, and we fail again and again. And we focus on that. We focus on maybe what we aren't, and we focus on the things that we're struggling with, and we try to fix them uh, without him, rather than actually just focusing on him, letting him transform us, letting him lead us, letting him guide us, letting him produce the fruit that we are just to bear. This is a byproduct There's something significant in the growth, in the journey, in the process. We like to try to stick fruit on, so we do try really hard to be a certain kind of person. But instead, we need to just look to him, spend time with him, and let him transform us. And the thing is, that the choice is yours. The choice is yours to be a disciple or to be a bystander. Jesus had both, so he did. He had both. Disciples, well, it required action. That's what Robbie was just saying there. These are people that said yes. They, they put both feet in. They went for it. Bystanders, they, they like to keep a distance. They could turn away whenever they wanted, but the disciples, they put both feet in. They, they give their all. And we have to ask ourselves, are, are we like that this morning? Am I like that? Is there anything I'm holding back from Jesus? And the church needs more disciples because disciples disciple. Disciples disciple. That's the beautiful thing about it. And it's your choice to, to follow him or not. But let me tell you, you do not want to miss out on what God is doing He's doing something special in this time. A few weeks ago, I, I helped lead, and I hold that word very loosely, um, because it was more that, that we watched the Spirit lead a hundred-odd young people into his presence in there. It was hunger like I've never seen. Um, but that's not all there was. There was surrender. So I watched them fall on their knees and, and give their all to Jesus. They took a step towards him. They took steps of faith and they received him in ways that I, I, I can't even explain. It was one of those you had to be there kind of moments to, to encounter what was going on in that room. But they surrendered. They were vulnerable. They were open. And they gave their all to him. And we must be a people who actually understand that Jesus is everything. And he wants to do life with you and through you not separate to you. Whatever part of your life is separate to Jesus, it won't bear fruit. It won't bear fruit. If we try to do this without Jesus, we will not see fruit. So I, I want to actually just finish by reading John 15. And it says this here. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. 
Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and it withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that, your, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. If I could summarize anything I want to say today, it would be this. It is abide in him. Take this time to abide in him. I really believe we're in a significant moment. Um, we've had a lot of transition lately with youth. It's that time of year. Um, and as Rick mentioned, uh, it feels like spiritually we're going into a new season. Um, so over the past weeks, I, I kept getting this, the picture, and it's a simple picture of, of the, the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Um, it's one we all know, this crazy process, because when we think about a caterpillar, it's very limited in what it can do. It can't go very far or do very much. And then you think of this butterfly that is beautiful, it can fly, it just floats about, it can go where it wants. Um, but there's a process to get from there, from here to there, and the caterpillar has to cocoon itself and um, spend months and months in that space to be transformed. And, and I feel like Jesus is, is leading us into a similar situation here where, for me anyway, I sometimes feel like I'm a bit of a caterpillar. I'm not stepping into all the power that Jesus has for me, where I'm not seeing the, the, the things that, that we see in, in the Bible, where we're not seeing his spirit work all the same, but there's a process where we need to step into the power that he has, not to be limited, but actually to step into this, and part of this is going to be a process where we just cocoon ourselves with Jesus, and that's the only way I can nearly... Um, Picture this, this abiding in him. It's like cocooning yourself with him. It's shutting off everything else. And it's not throwing that all out of the way, of course not. That's not what I'm saying. But in this time, over these summer months, as some things maybe do stop, create space. Create space to cocoon yourself with Jesus. Get to know him. Spend time with him. Just sit there and say, here I am. Speak. Here I am, speak, read, go towards him. Because as you abide in him, he abides in you. We, as we take that step towards him, he takes that step towards us. And it's a beautiful thing and it will transform you. And you'll be, truly become a disciple. And then watch and see what he does with you. The church needs more disciples. Because disciples disciple. Let me pray for you.
If you want to close your eyes. Jesus, I, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your love, for how you know us, how you see us, and how you love us. And Jesus, I thank you that you stand with open arms. You're just always ready to receive us. God, I pray that, that we will be able to take that step this morning. We will be able to take a step towards you where we'll realize that uh, we maybe have misprioritized you, God, where we maybe have got caught up in, in taking a break on everything, God, but actually this is a time for us to press in and to go after you, to look to your face, to see your beauty, to behold your glory, Jesus. I do feel that for some people it just needs to be a, a fresh yes and Robbie has already let us in that which was great uh, we don't really have time to respond but but I thought it was you I thought it was a fresh yes to Jesus just note it spend some time here just saying yes Jesus yes Jesus yes Jesus I give you my all. I don't want to do life without you. A fresh abiding and remaining in him. And But for another group, I feel that God wants to just create space. Um, notice that the gardener pruned the fruitful branches. That's all he did. He pruned the fruitful branches. I just feel like God wants to say to you this morning um, and ask you what, what things are taking unnecessary energy from your life. Now hear me, you, you are not the gardener, he is. He's the gardener. So just trust him this morning. Let him remove, let him shape, let him prune, let him refine. He knows what he's doing. So why don't you just ask God this morning, is there anything that needs pruned? Is there anything that needs removed? Is there anything that's taking up unnecessary energy? He knows what he's doing. So Lord, we thank you for your, your gentle touch. We thank you for how you deal with our hearts. God, we just trust you this morning. We accept you this morning. We, we give our all to you this morning. Help us to grow. Help us to bear fruit. I pray that you will use each and every one of these guys as they step into their weeks. That they will be disciples. And that they'll be a people who, who make disciples in their day to day of the people around them, being able to say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Come, Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us.
We ask this all in your name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.